guys, welcome to The Good Girl Podcast. I am your host, Victoria, Tori, whatever you'd like to call me. We are so glad you're listening. I've got podcast regular, Markia, Marks for short, and my best friend is joining us again. This is Rebecca Dukes. Hi guys. Dukes. You got it right that time. Formerly known as Rebecca Brown, and we have our first metal guest on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Super excited this is to be so here. funny. I feel like you're just getting ready to be attacked by all three of us. I'm ready. Women. Lightness. So this is Jonathan Garvey, and he was born in North Carolina. Yep. And moved to Mexico with his family when he was eight years old. His parents were missionaries there. To this day, his family is there with the religious organization they founded. After serving in ministry alongside his parents, Jonathan joined the U.S. Marine. Marines, yeah. <laughs> where he served two tours in Afghanistan as an in- infantryman in the Helmand Province. 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 Yeah. Okay. Upon completion of this enlistment, this is really long. Yeah, we don't have to go through. I can just give you like a real quick. <laughs> back just give us story. like a. Just tell us. Yeah. Well, tell you us already. About you. You already stated the part where I was in Mexico. I was actually a youth pastor uh, when I was a teenager in Mexico. So I did a lot of ministry stuff. Typical PK, MK, who just uh, does a lot of ministry, music, all that stuff. Yeah. And then when I turned 18, I went to the Marine Corps. I had to be a infantry because that's what I heard was really cool. And so I did that, went to Afghanistan for two tours. That was really crappy, and then so I, I was 18 when I went to the Marine Corps, wow. and so I got out. I didn't know what to do with my life. I got really hardcore into the party scene because I was stationed in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and Hawaii, they got a great party scene. Like, Halloween was the craziest over there. The whole strip gets full of people in costumes, and I was super attracted to it. I was like, mm-hmm. this is for me. I got to do this, and then in Afghanistan, I have a few come-to-God moments, and I'm like, I got to get out of Hawaii. Or else I'm going to just go deeper into this this uh, party scene. But anyways, I'm going to uh, Virginia to be uh, to work with the church as a as a worship leader. And as basically kind of like an associate pastor role. That's just nice. anything that they need. That's awesome. Sweet. So yeah. you've done a whole lot of different types of things. Yeah, sure. So you're a PK like me. I'm a pastor's kid. They're here. Uh, but then you, you know, got into the military, got into the party scene. So things kind of shifted for you there. And then you found Jesus again, kind of? You had like a wake-up call and... That's a tough one because I feel like I'm not necessarily the prodigal son. I'm the son who was always at the house, but I've gone through different seasons of, I'm tired of this, I don't want to live by your rules right now, and I go and I do just stupid things, Mm -hmm. but I was always in the house. You know, I never left the house. God never came out and be like, welcome back, I missed you. He's like, he's like, you learned your lesson now? Yeah. It's five in the morning and you you know, you got arrested for something stupid. I mean, yeah, I understand like that. that. You have seasons in your life. Yeah. Same with me. You have rebellious seasons or you go through tough times. But for me, I was never away from mm-hmm. God. I never loved God any less or, you know, turned my back on him. So I totally understand that. So we're going to ask you some questions. That were submitted by females and males on our Instagram page. Some of you guys are my friends and you sent these in personally. But I'm so excited about these questions. Me too. They're juicy. They're real. And we want you to be just as real as you can possibly be. Alright. I'm going to do my best. Let's get into it. Let's get you to start these questions off. Let's do this. Alright. 
So, I have the first question for you. Hope you're ready to answer it. Hope you're all coffeeed up. All right? I'm so, nervous. I'm we, we ain't nervous. We ain't got no nerves. Woo! First question. Once you're married, how often do you think you should be having sex? Yeah, so I love this question. Um, first of all, are you married? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We didn't talk about the that. The ladies on the podcast want to know. I'm not married. He's single. I'm single and ready to mingle. I'm joking. Like a Pringle. <laughs> a little Pringle. <laughs> no, uh, I'm off the market at the moment, but, you know, just taking a lot of time for myself and learning so much about me. I don't think you ever are ready for a relationship necessarily because as soon as you get into one, as ready as you think you are, that person who you created for a relationship has to die. It doesn't matter what person that is. They have to like lay themselves down for the other person. Mm -hmm. So, Thank yeah. You for that. That's true. Now answer the question. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> sex. How many times? Uh, yeah. What do you? What do you believe is the right answer? Ashton is pretty thirsty. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I wonder how many times we're gonna get it on when I get married. Well, you know what? I think that too much sex in a marriage is probably bad for you as well. Because if you start to, if sex starts to be the the main foundation of your marriage, how long is that going to last? And then if you, if if it's about I can't control myself, but my appetite is different from my wife's appetite, and I want it five times a day, she wants it three times a day, or not even that much, but our relationship is around the sex, that's going to be really unhealthy and, and coming up soon. I feel like by the time that you're married, though, you should know each other pretty well. Hopefully not intimately. Like I feel like it's Hopefully. really un no. Yeah. But personality wise, character wise, yeah. you've built a relationship. Okay, well let's say you get married in your if mid twenties or thirties. If you're not married, you're getting on all the time. I think it's super toxic because because that just becomes your relationship mm -hmm. entirely. It's toxic yeah. if you're married and that's your relationship entirely. Yeah. What are you going to do if, if you were tired and the, your spouse isn't tired of it right now? You need a break. Rebecca's married. I am married. How do you feel about this? Hmm. Well, I think... I get what you're saying. You're like, not you're... He'd <laughs> be so mad. He'd be so embarrassed right now. <clears throat> but your whole... I get what you're saying. Like, your whole relationship shouldn't be based on sex. Like, you should have other interests and common interests, right? Sure. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Of course. So, I mean, sex is super important. Like, God created sex for a husband and wife. He created it and he blessed it when you're married. So, mm -hmm. it's very good. It's very important. But you shouldn't... That's not all that your relationship should be. I guess the woman doesn't yeah. feel like she's just there for that. Like a sex machine or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to just be that. You want to have other interests as well. Or the man. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a certain number, though. I think it's just according to you and your relationship. And yeah. I don't think, I think it's, a, it's a matter of priority. Yeah. What priority is that in your marriage? A healthy sex number life one. is a big priority. But if it's number one... <laughs> Then you're going to have, I think, bigger issues down the road that are going to be harder to deal with. You're crushing Even though it's very important, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. So that's what I think. Yeah, I don't think there's really a set number, though. No. My opinion would be every day. Okay, My next. opinion would be if you've gotten to a point where your relationship is healthy and you've gotten to the healthy point where you're ready to get married and you're married, then sex probably isn't your top priority. So just, you know, do what you want to do. Ten times a day, ten times a day, your choice. Advice from the single <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. 
Um, is it harder for men to control their sexual urges versus like women, obviously? Yeah, I think it is. Um, and I think that that can be proven. And so for the listeners that get upset at that, I think you can look up yourself the statistics on what men do with their sexuality across the world. And it's really bad. You know, like in Afghanistan, if we want to talk about really tough topics, mm -hmm. Afghanistan, it's culturally acceptable to have sex with, with young boys. I mean, like eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And so you'll never see a female prostitute. You'll see young boy prostitutes and they wear bells and they wear makeup. Oh, oh wow. And, um, but okay, wow. so where, where in the world is it an issue for women to do something similar to that? Why is it 99% of rape victims are women raped by men? 99% of, of the rapists are men. Yeah. So how on earth do we have the same sex drive? It's impossible. It's not true. But as soon as a kid starts to go through puberty and stuff, he'll freaking, he'll, you know, he will go. <laughs> and the girl, it's, it's not like that. It's a different experience. That's I, very true. Now, I'm not, de I'm not denying that women have a unique sex drive. Yeah, but it's different. But oh my goodness, it's we different. are so, we're men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah. He said it. We learned it in We don't necessarily have sexual urges when we hit puberty. No. No. We think boys have cooties until we're like 18. What? It, I'm lying. I mean, I didn't. Josh is like, <laughs> I didn't. No. I didn't either. Not when I hit puberty. It wasn't until I was exposed to things. Yeah. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> Um, would you be intimidated by a girl with a homosexual past? Definitely not. My, uh, one of my, you know, my first girlfriend, she actually was, used to be a lesbian before we started dating. Hmm. And, um, but I met her like at a Feeding the Homeless event and we were like on the same page faith-wise. Mm -hmm. So, it, and for me, for guys typically that's super weird how for the guys it's not at all weird to go out with a girl who's experimented with other girls. Yeah. But it is Sometimes way they hot, don't they? Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, oh, all yeah. the time. Guys think, oh like you stuff. kissed a girl once, don't boom, do tell me more about that. You yeah. Know? But girls, <clears throat> if a guy it, has a homosexual past, that's a huge red flag for them. That like, would oh, freak but, me out, honestly. Yeah. It would freak me out. Even if he was wasn't gay anymore, like I would still wonder. Yeah, like, that would be still have those urges. Yeah. Just... Double standard. Yeah. Double standard. It's hard, yeah. It's terrible. Poor guys who explored. <laughs> they, never, they never have a chance with people like Rebecca. <laughs> Good thing she's married. Good thing I'm married. Good thing she's married. <laughs> she said, you ain't got a chance anyway. <laughs> I still love you, though. Of course. <laughs> okay, so. Do you think having a type is a legitimate thing? Do men have a type? Do men have standards? Um, <laughs> men have standards. Men have a type. I have a type. You know, I think everybody has a type. Um, yes. I don't know. How do you... So you do think having a type is a, le a legitimate thing? Yeah. It can be used as an excuse, like, for, like... Yes, quit using it as an excuse. It's like, yeah, it's just not my type. It's I like, know so many mm -hmm. girls like that. It's not my type. Um... But that just means you're not attracted to them. Like, what is a type? What like that could get real racist real quick. That could get real, um, like depending on my type is the rich kind of guys, or my type is the like Latinos. My type is white. Like, 
What, what do you mean you're, you're tight? Yeah. You know? You're I attracted to what you're attracted to. I don't think I have a physical type. Mm -hmm. I have a personality type. Yeah. Same. Enneagram. Do your Enneagram and write it in the comments. <laughs> okay, I'm just shallow. Like redheads yeah. and black boots. Yeah. Is that your so type? that's your type. No, no, no. Oh, I was saying like, to me, I don't really think a physical type. I mean, yes, it is a thing. Yes, obviously, you think that person is attractive, but looks only go so far. That's why I hate when girls are like, "Oh my god, he's not my type," and you haven't even talked to them. They just look like little snobs. Right. <laughs> I have a friend that watches this, or is gonna listen to this, but I'm gonna call her out because she- What's she, her name? <laughs> but we know who will, you are, we'll talk about this later. She, what? I can cut this out. It looks better when you guys are talking to one another. Like you don't have oh, to okay. talk to the camera, okay. just talk to one another. Okay. Unless it's like, Marquille like finally say something. Yeah. Finally is not a word, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna call my friend out. Okay. I'm not gonna say her name. She's from the North, but anyways. She is extreme about this type thing, mm. and if he is an inch shorter than what she wants, she's you know. Is she single? Actually. So her type of tall guy. She's just got a dude. Is she single? No. She's not single. She's not. She struggles with this height thing. Hmm. But you you gotta get past that, like. No, that's just her type. That's her criteria. No, no, no. Like, I couldn't date a girl taller years? than me ever. Like a girl who's taller than me, that's not gonna happen. Really? Oh yeah. What if she has the best personality? What if you just fall in love? I would love to be your friend. You want, Why does like, somebody have to be romantic? Can't it just be like a platonic relationship. Of course. You know? But what if you are romantically romantically attracted to her? But I was a little tall. What if but you have chemistry? God bless her. And she'll find someone taller than her. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, or someone who's a better that. Like just quit picking people apart. Is my point. And if Don't you be had, shallow if you had this thing that you just, because I used to do that. I did. Don't break it from me, I would all. pick things apart, like, oh my God, I'm scared, or whatever. Like, that's stupid. God had to smack me. There are me deal breakers, that. though. Come on. Like, deal, for some, for example, for me, I can't date someone who's taller than me. That's a deal breaker. It's okay, shallow well, and it's silly, but we all have those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. matter where you're coming I from. I mean, I wouldn't want someone shorter than me because I'm pretty short. But we would have midget children. There you go. There's a deal breaker for you. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes it so much easier. You know, you cut out everybody who's a little shorter than you. It's I'm like, sorry. All right. I'm sorry, so guys. Sorry. That's just my. I mean, we can try. Whatever. I'm open. Okay, next. Open for a coffee date, which always ends great, right? Yes, actually. We love coffee shop dates. Okay. Take me out for coffee. I actually had a coffee date. Didn't end very well. What kind of date did you have that did end well? That wasn't coffee. Like, what do you mean? Well, there. Restaurant, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, a restaurant date. Yeah. Me. I've never had a good date. Yeah, I think because they always coffee date. Day. I wasn't really interested in the guy. We had a coffee date. He was like the same height as me. Okay. Which was kind of weird. So after bias is coming out. Who was this? So I'll expose them. I know you his name because he may watch it. But anyway, so afterwards, we're like, he's taking me to my car, and he grabs me by the shoulders <laughs> and like kisses me. The aggressive kiss. And so I just started like laughing. I just I just thought it was hilarious. And then he started laughing and he was embarrassed, and then that was pretty much the end of that relationship. 
Like it was weird. Yeah. But that was a coffee date. I've laughed so many times during those moments. Because I didn't know I what to do. He just like kissed me and I just started laughing. At least it ended on a good note. On laughing and joy. True. You know? I mean, it was hilarious. And now I have a great story to tell. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Probably married and happy. Okay, All right, next sorry. question. All right, next question. What really makes you a virgin? What really makes you a virgin? See. Well, this is a Christian podcast, right? So yes, I'm going to bust yes. out it's a real the podcast. Bible. So, yeah, do it. But um, Jesus, he made it pretty clear and he made it the most impossible standard to follow kind of on purpose. But he was like, hey, if you still have to look upon a woman with lust, then you already committed adultery. And I feel like in the church, we have all this, we have the huge issue of, of people trying to maintain their virginity as the most precious thing to them. And then they start to explore their sexuality anyways. So like, I'm not having, I'm not having vaginal sex, but I am doing anal and I am doing oral and I am giving guys hand jobs and vice versa. And so, and so they think that they're pure somehow because they haven't done the thing that gets you pregnant. The, the entire thing that is what sex was designed for. Right. Right. And, and they're actually hurting themselves. Right, so Jesus said, Jesus was like, hey, as soon as you look at somebody, you're already impure. And even in 1 John, John's like, if you think you haven't sinned, then you're calling God a liar. Mm -hmm. Because God says, as soon as you do the smallest thing, you're already completely, you know, dirty. And, I, and I'm saying, I understand that Jesus' blood cleanses us and we are totally pure before him and righteous. But what I like, Proverbs 24 talks about, Righteousness is a righteous man will fall seven times, seven times, but he'll get back up. That's righteousness. Yeah, righteousness isn't that. the abstaining from sex and successfully getting to the altar mm -hmm. without having been touched. Because if you're that kind of person, I feel like there's some extra stuff that might be a little weird. And so, and, and I don't want to like bash on anyone who's actually done it because I do know people who've actually gotten to the altar yeah, pure. I do as yeah. well, yeah. But I know a lot of them, too, that are kind of, they're, they're just funny. You know, they're, they're interesting people. But, um, but the, the, the important thing is the, is the journey of getting back up no matter what. That's good. Not as yeah. an excuse, though. And there's a fine line because I don't want to be like, hey, it's okay to fall. It's okay to have sex. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. It's not because Jesus was like, if your right eye causes you to sit, sin, cut it out because it's yeah. better to get into the kingdom of God with just one eye. Then, then without, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Preach it, brother. It's good. It's really Hallelujah. Good. But, um, so Jesus' standard is impossible, except for when he says that a righteous man will fall seven times, seventy times. That's the thing that we can follow. Mm -hmm. And he would say things, he would split, he'd split people up really hardcore because when he told everybody, hey, in order to be a part of me, you have to drink my blood and eat my flesh. And I mean it literally. And people were like, this is super weird. We can't follow this guy. He's a vampire. So <laughs> they, would, they left him, except for his 12 disciples. And that's, that's what it comes down to. There's not a lot of people that are going to want to do this journey of holiness and purity. Instead, we want to walk the line and fill our sexual appetite with pornography, with, with not having sex, but it's doing everything but sex. It is. It's hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. Saying we're pure, but we're not really pure. Yeah. Right. It's just how we look. Yeah. Like, I'm not pure, but I'm righteous. Why? Because 
I do get up every time. You're still trying. Right. You're still the point, trying. The point is, right. Jesus was telling us that none of you are pure, so just chill out on everybody. Yeah. Quit judging everyone. Yeah. Quit looking at someone else's sin. You're all on the same playing field. Right. That's what Jesus was saying. So for you guys that are listening, some of you have done this, some of you have done that. For, forget about it. That's why Jesus died. And the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you will want to be holy and righteous because you just simply love him. And your relationship is growing and, and his character is growing inside of you. You're going to fall down. You know, you're going to have urges, whatever. It's going to happen. The point is not being perfect. No one is perfect. The problem with sexual immorality or sexual sin is that it's a sin against your own flesh. And that what, that's what separates it from everything else because that's what Paul talked about. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, this is against you, man. Because you're hurting yourself so much in sexual sin. And that's why he urged young people to get married instead of burning with passion. Yeah. Now, would that work today? It's tough. You know, like, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm 29. I'm not married. And I'm not even in a rush to get married. But, um, but I am in a rush to ascend the hill of the Lord. But who will ascend the hill of the Lord? He with clean hands and a pure heart, but has not given up his soul to idols or sworn deceitfully. So at the end of the day, we have to find out for ourselves, each individual person, what's your priority? Do you want to get closer to God? Or do you want to always be at the bottom of the hill and always see God way up there? Be like, that's really cool, but I like, you know, I like to dive in and mess with things in the world. You know? So don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. I sound Very really good. religious and stuff. I'm not religious. No, that was really I'm good. I'm super, yeah. like, you made some really good down points to earth. There. Very good. You made some points. Look at the material. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get the modern day memes or anything. Y'all will understand. We're okay. Old for all She's the young one. Yeah. You're Period. Um, the next question Do you believe in the one? The one? Oh, this is so the huge. The one? Do you the believe one? in the one? The one. This not is such two. a churchy thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, mean, I, I guess maybe not a churchy thing too. I don't really know because I'm churchy. Yeah. Is it? It's churchy. Do they believe in the one? Who, the church? I think everyone believes in a soulmate. People that's not Christian? It's a lie from Disney. I think everybody believes in a soulmate. A soulmate. You can have many so soulmates. soulmates. Believes in a yeah, like. Right. Yeah, yeah. Soulmates so, can be platonic though. So I don't. Not it's a modern day Western civilization thing, the one. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. you know, Hollywood has really spearheaded this. Um, because of all their movies, they glamorize these. And I think they're great. You know, I love romantic comedies. They're so fun. You know, yeah. like, I would love for that to happen to me. Run into the same girl twice in New York City and then you will fall in love. And literally that weekend, and yeah. then she goes off on a train and dies. You chase and what? You go after her and you die with her. I don't know. It's just these romantic, crazy. Disney. Well, that's my Mexican side of me talking because they have some great love stories that end in tragedy. It's just a you know. But but um, I think I think those are beautiful things and beautiful stories. Except it it emphasizes so much on the initial phases of relationship, which are called infatuation. And when you're infatuated with someone, it feels like love. And it kind of is, it's an expression of love. I totally believe it, I love it. But the thing is, what infatuation will do is what it should do is bring you to the point of making a decision, right? Of marrying someone. If you decide to marry them, it's because you definitely were infatuated at one point. And your character is what leads you through the rest of that decision to uphold it. Mm -hmm. 
Because if you don't have strong character, as soon as you lose the infatuation phase in a few years, which will definitely happen, then and you don't have the character to uphold that decision, then good luck. Good luck because you're going to be like, wait a second, I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel for this person anymore. Wait, who told you you were supposed to feel a certain way? Well, that, that's, that's good. That's the the Hollywood told issue, you you were supposed yeah. to feel a certain that's way. That's the biggest issue from the time we're 15 to 32, 35 now. Yeah. We're just going through people and, oh, I don't feel the way I used to feel, so we dump them onto the next. Yeah. How are we supposed to be successful in marriage? Like... Like what you're saying, that, that feeling is going to go away. Yep. It is going to go away. You're going to fight. You're going to have issues. You're going to wonder why the heck did you marry this person? Yep. All of that stuff is going to happen. So what's going to keep you together? So the infatuation brings you to the stage of the decision and your character is what leads you through the decision. You see, like after, like I'm saying, like hopefully, right? This is my case where once I get married, I know there's going to be all these different phases but because of who I am, I stay married, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, be, but, but not because of how I feel, because I won't feel great all the time. Right. It, even so my best of friends. Go off feelings. Yeah, we don't act on That's not smart. No. But is there one, like, so that person asking that question probably is like. I mean, God wants you to have feelings, honestly. Yeah. He wants you to have the butterflies or whatever. And you I think he, he wants created you to. It, of That's course. fun. He wants you to be sexually attracted or physically attracted. He wants that. And I, like, because I've had people try to push people on me like this is who you should marry mm-hmm. that happens in the church world like god told me this is who you're supposed to marry you know and i didn't feel anything like i don't like him yeah so god and i know what i always say like i know that god whoever he has for me or whatever i'm going to like them i think that god loves me enough that I'm going to have those feelings, like I'm going to be attracted to them, I'm going to want to whatever, you know, that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. For so sure. sure. The question was, do you believe in the one? Jesus said no, because the Pharisees asked him the same thing. I kind of do believe. Now, I believe that there's a few, depending on yeah. which path you choose in your life. Like, I kind of believe that too. I think there's a good person, there's an all right, and then there may be like a perfect person for you. But it all depends on what path you take. Because I think no matter what, God is going to have mercy on your life. He's going to make sure that you get something good. So, like, maybe if I decided to just go crazy, then I'd marry someone in, you know, that scene. If I do this, then there'll be someone everywhere I go. That's what I feel. I don't know if there's just one person. Like, that kind of, that makes people nervous. Yeah, like, what I if I don't? Yeah. Yeah, what if this isn't him? Especially Christians yeah. go crazy over that. Like, oh, what if he's not? What if this is not the one what that God had? had? Like, like, we're just going crazy. Yeah, like, just like, chill that scares out. us. Yeah, chill out, girl. There's got, there's somebody for everybody. I think that that's like the simplest thing. But I don't know if there's one person for every person. Definitely not. I think that there's just there's somebody out there for you. Well, they, you got to be happy. Jesus Choose addressed it. it though, because they were like, "Who is she? Whose wife is she going to be?" Because her husband died, and then she had to marry her brother. She didn't have kids with him either. Oh, well, his brother, sorry. And and like she married all these people. Whose wife is she going to be in heaven? And Jesus is like, nobody's. We're all going to be like angels. That's what he but said. But that could also mean there's not marriage in heaven. That could mean that. And she, But so we were talking about it earlier where the one, I don't think there is the one. It's exactly what you're saying about, yeah, but what if you... You, you know, you do, you are with someone, but then you're with someone else and with someone else. God already knows who you're going to end up with. He yeah. knows your future. He loves you. Like, 
you're already in a perfected state with him in heavenly places. We're already seated in heavenly places with God. That's why he can't love us anymore. That's why we, we can't even please him anymore because he's already with us in perfection. Mm -hmm. And so he, that means he kind of already knows your entire story. Mm -hmm. So no matter who you end up with, if it's one person, if it's two people, if it's three people, because you know, you've got a crazy life to your spouse has died or something. <laughs> Sorry if that's you, that sucks. But you'll be all right. Like God already yeah. knows exactly what your destiny is, the right. journey. Yeah, God will always take care of you. Yeah. yeah. Destiny but, isn't a destination, it's the journey. That's what I like to live by. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've always believed there's one person for me. It's a lie. I wanna believe I'm that joking. there's one person, but again, you know, what if I fall in love? But I'm not freaking out about it. it. Yeah. Right. And I'm. There's I'm just somebody open. out there. So that people will use that not to explore relationships yeah. or give people wait, a chance. And wait, and wait, right. and oh, well, and wait. God hasn't shown me giving this the one. You know, they'll yeah. use that yeah. and just freak out too much. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like pastors are really pushing this so that single people will stop freaking out. Yeah. But I mean, God is so detailed, organized. Orderly, like you said, he already knows who we're gonna end up with. Mm -hmm. He knows who the one is. Okay, so there is a one. What the three? Some the three, one. you have a situation. Yeah. Um, so I mean there is a person and he already knows who it is. Whose water is this? It's mine. Can I have a drink? Of course you can. <laughs> is it okay for a guy to go out clubbing with other girls and leave his girlfriend at home? kind of uh, weird that a guy would do that. Um, I would need to know the context because it could be like a really jealous girlfriend type who his boy went out with his friends and girls happened to go along. And it was like a part of a community that he was a part of before they started dating. Like, I don't know, it could be all kinds of stuff. So if you don't like it, then don't be with them. Exactly. Just break up with them. It's super simple. Yeah, I just- Why make a big deal out of it? Just quit. You're welcome. <laughs> just break up. How do you distinguish Stop flirting and the friend zone in a Christian environment? Flirting and the friend zone in a Christian environment. How would I describe it? Distinguish. That's kind of hard. That's kind of hard. I mean, mm -hmm. whatever. If you're going to be flirting with girls, that's probably your just personality type. And and girls are going to catch on real quick and you're going to become that guy. And you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. This question is actually from a male. Uh -huh. And he is wanting to know probably um, if this girl is flirting or is okay. she just being friendly. Uh -huh. What is the Christian Well, he needs to be more direct and stuff. And stop waiting for her to uh, to give him all. Like if he's waiting for more and more and more signs, they're never going to come. She's yeah. might, it might be in her personality type because some girls are really flirtatious personality wise, and they're they're super good hearted and they don't have any bad intentions. But they'll touch your arm and they'll laugh and and as soon as a girl touches a guy's arm, our testosterone is telling us, oh, she loves you. She loves She's me. totally into you. She's like, you can get her number right now. But really? if it's his. Yeah. Oh, for real? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but that, that. that's yeah, that's kind of personality yeah. type stuff too. Yeah. Because some guys are so like timid mm -hmm. that that they're looking for that sign. They're looking for all the signs. Uh -huh. And so 
he's probably not going to get it. What he needs to do is just be direct, you know, man up and be like, hey, yeah, want to go out for at least a coffee date? My yeah. advice would just be, be confident. If you really like this girl, just try. Ask if she's her, calling you bro, ask her out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's not into you, bro. That is such good information. If, if a girl good. calls you bro, we don't like you. Period. Yeah. I'm not going to call Dwell like, what's up, bro? Hey, bro. Or no, she does yeah. like you and she's trying to throw signals that she doesn't because she's she's like playing that game. I don't think no, because then the dude girl, might be like, oh, you don't like okay. me and they back off. So Some like, girls, though, want to try to be cool. And maybe that's what they say, trying to be that cool. That is not cool. I mean, I get the guy trying to be cool. I've never called a dude that I liked bro. I've, I have not either. Maybe, and I won't. Maybe accidentally, though. I don't know. Yeah. I Anyways, just be confident like and go after the girl. If she doesn't like you, it's okay. At least she'll know. There's many other ways. If she's short in conversations, go after it. Probably Confidence. Be, be bold, bro. Also, just, just some advice for playing the field. Just go after her really hard. Give her some cards, some flowers. She doesn't like you. Keep doing it. And then cut it off. Stop doing it. And then disappear. <laughs> act like nothing happened. Do not ghost the girl. Ghost her. You ghost us. And this is if she's not giving him any attention. So he's not doing anything mean to okay, her. Okay, well, let's get it. so much hate for this. <laughs> They've done it to guys. Ladies do the same thing to the guys. Be like, hey, I like this guy. And start like, like pursuing him. And if he's not responsive, just go about your merry way and have a good time. Like love, Ignore love her. your life. Ignore her. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to the girls now to do it to the guys. Oh. And the guys have a similar response. It's a little different. Yeah, got, like if you really want her attention or if you've already tried, just start ignoring her. But we're here we're like talking about purity and holiness. Now we're talking about playing the field. Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever. No Confidence, though. It works sometimes. It works. Yeah. Confidence is attractive. That's Very why attractive. if you're okay with yourself and you go the other way, you're like, oh, this isn't working. Okay, that's cool. No, not, no yeah. hard feelings. I'm, yeah. Oh, no, but wait. Uh, maybe we can go out on a coffee date. Yeah. I don't want coffee, yeah. I want Super attractive. Coffee That's actually never worked for me, even though I give that advice all the time. Hmm. Interesting. Do you know where you ghosting? Yeah. It's never worked? I don't think so. Let me know if it works, buddy. <laughs> works for me every time. DM me. Worked for me. I'm just joking. Um, let's see here. Just so you know, we're at like... Oh, yeah, where are we at? 40 minutes. Well, yours is... No, I wasn't questioning. That's okay. Podcasts usually like yeah. an hour and 30 minutes. Anyway. Right. Okay, here we go. But we probably... Whatever. We can do like three more questions and then cut it. Question. Should I break up with my boyfriend if he's addicted to porn? Um, Pornography is one of the worst things in our society today and in church. And that's one of the problems, like these Christian dudes who get addicted to porn and their sexual appetites start to go crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not normal anymore. They don't want the normal sex. Now they want to do all kinds of weird stuff. And um, that's a huge issue. Like, if yeah. you can't get that under control, that's going to Don't invade. start watching it. Just don't start. Do I don't think do? it's possible Stop. at this point in time just because my niece, she's eight years old and she's already on the phone. Like she knows how to use the phone and apps. So the accessibility is so there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's, I don't, I don't feel like it's about making it like, don't touch it, don't watch, don't nothing because that even makes it more attractive. They're yeah. like, yo man, this is actually bad for you. You don't want to do this to yourself because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, you're hurting yourself. And so... For those who don't know, there's a huge epidemic in America right now of erectile dysfunction by males who are addicted to pornography. 
and they are young. They're like 20, 21 years old. They can't even get it up, even if they were in a healthy relationship, because they're super addicted to porn. So, so is somebody... And it does something to your brain. You can't get turned on yeah. normally. Right. That's what you're saying. You've got yeah. to have it crazier and crazier yeah. and crazier. Yeah. That's when demonic stuff starts to come in. So there's there's not only the epidemic of erectile dysfunction, but there's that, the, like, more and more violent pornography is coming out. And, um... I saw this article online that said someone died because... They went too many times. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was on my Facebook feed. I think that's fake news. <laughs> that's fake news. <laughs> you saw that on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was like 59 fake news times in a row. Oh my gosh. Why did that cook you? You just can't die all from your that. energy. Can you, Josh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me. Don't ask me from about it being like super like accessible though yeah my telling like that one time this is like years and years ago i was trying to look up jennifer lopez <laughs> and, I just, <laughs> and i just typed in the word like j-lo yeah. this was a long time ago and something popped up and then i didn't even mean for it to just because i tried i searched j-lo yeah and i guess that's a porn word i have no idea but like something came up and i saw something <laughs> i did not mean to see it Becca's but never been just same. because i typed in j-lo so yeah. it's oh yeah it's yeah. a unique time when else do we have our bible app right beside uh, a browsing history that you can use to watch porn on right beside each other mm. so but you know, there's three temptations in the world, and it's the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those are the three things that we have, mankind will always deal with. So it's not, even though it's more accessible, it's not new. Mm -hmm. You know, because it, at the end of the day, it's all about self-control. If this guy can't get a hold on his self-control issue with pornography, he probably can't get a hold of self-control with so many other aspects yeah. of his life. His actual intimacy yeah. with his partner. His um, self-control is good for every aspect of your life, your diet, your working out, your not watching porn, yeah. your abstinence to so many things, mm -hmm. you know, because rules at the end of the day help everybody. That's why we have laws. That's yeah. why there's a there's a speed limit. That's why you can't go around, not in Mexico. you know, <laughs> there's not a speed limit in Mexico, but you know what? It's <laughs> funner to drive over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for our own good. Yeah, that's why right. God placed these guidelines in the Bible. It's not so that he could bash us over the head or create guidelines that we could never abide by. It's for our own good. Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, I would answer that question short and quick. If he can't control his porn addiction, he's being honest with you about it, show mercy. But I would cut it off until he gets it under control. Yeah. Like, help him get it under control. You just need to yeah. try to figure that out. Like, I... You just need time to figure out why you can't get control of that. Yeah. And accountability, accountability, accountability. Yeah. I think because mm -hmm. if he hides that stuff, you start to build up like all this stuff. If you're hiding something and everything in secret always comes out, and it's so much louder than it needed to be had it been something that was open and exposed. Yeah. yeah. If he's telling you about it, that's totally different. Yeah. Get really weird conversations. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, next question. Okay, Marquis, do you have any juicy ones over there? What do you got? 
Does a man need to feel successful or accomplished before being serious with a girl? No. A beautiful thing about relationships, you know, the ones that I've seen is the girl is with him and helps him even get successful. You know, she's pushing him, she's right there with him, she's on his team. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that. Um, some guys, empire. they won't even, they won't even think about it until they really yeah, do. Yeah, there's definitely dudes like that, for sure. Yeah. I don't think either one is wrong, you know, do your thing. Personal choice. Yeah. Our yeah. is like always talking to them, like, <laughs> Personal choice. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, I don't know, I'm not going to ask that. Um, how, oh, how far is too far? I got a question. See. Um, because we have a guy on there finally, so we have both opinions. Does the guy have to be the one to pursue? Oh, yeah, and if he doesn't, does it matter? If the girl does it, does it really matter in the end? And you can ask that because I don't want to be the one behind the camera asking. Actually, this. That's cool. No, it's good. No, it's, yeah. good yeah. it's like, ooh, that voice. <laughs> that sexy voice in the background. Another voice. Yeah. Another man. <laughs> um, in my opinion, it's going to be an uphill battle if the girl's the one asking, which is totally fine. But if if she's going out to the guy, he might not be interested because he would have done it in the first place. So when you put yourself out there, just like guys. That's one of the biggest fears and why a lot of guys don't ask girls out in church because they're afraid to approach. Why? Because you're always looking at each other in sober settings, right? So that's why in bars, you go, you know, you're drinking and you go up to almost anybody and talk to them. Even, you know, just old jabroni by himself with a beard who's been there every day. You're like, hey man, how's it going? Because you, you have all that liquid courage and, mm -hmm. and whatever. Totally different setting, right? But now you go to the church and you got these guys who are nervous and they're afraid of rejection. And everyone's supposed to be so good and perfect. Right. And yeah. I don't want to cross the line. I don't want them to think I'm being thankful. thankful. Yeah. yeah. So if the girl, or whatever. Well, if the girl approaches the guys, she's putting herself out there too. And it's yeah. going to, it, you know, you can get rejected and it sucks to get rejected. But you know what? If you got the, to go and do it. Then you're the man or the woman. I mean, I personally, man. I don't want to do that. Personally, I don't care. I don't think it matters. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to talk to y'all. Marquis is ready to go. I don't think <laughs> it matters. Like, I don't care if the dude is doing it. Um, I, I think it's a choice. Like, it, it really is a personal choice. Like, if a man doesn't like that kind of stuff, that's his choice. He wants to be on the hot pursuit, then he needs to do it. If he likes someone, he needs to make the move. But if the girl likes the dude, he's not doing anything. Be bold. Go, go ask him. Go talk to him yourself. Whatever. Yeah. If if he's gonna be attracted to you, it's not gonna matter if you approach him. Anyways, he's just gonna think that's attractive. Yeah. Some guys might like sure. girls who are a little more, mm -hmm. you know, strong and the yeah. alpha type females who want to do that kind of stuff. Personally, I would ask a dude on a date if I liked him. If I like you, I'm probably gonna tell you that I have a little crush on you or whatever. If I get rejected, all right. So now I know that you don't feel the same way, but. I would pursue a dude. I mean, I'm not going to go on a hot pursuit. Like, if he's not giving me any energy, I'm not going to put any energy into pursuing him. But if there's a little something and I feel a little something, then yeah, why not pursue it? Who cares if I'm a female? Like, like I would never be the first one to ask a guy on a date. 
But I think what girls can do, I think they can put like little feelers out there. They can stop you know, and see oh, how they respond to it. What does say? She, what does she do? She always says she puts the bait or something. <laughs> yeah, like you can, you can kind of let them know in a way that you, you like them or you would say yes if they asked you without yeah, you having to ask them. It just depends on personality. Yeah. yeah. Like, like bold type of personality. I don't well, want a guy that's not going to go after it. You yeah. know? I always wanted someone to chase me, honestly. Because I, I know I will crush you if you're not going to. I mean, I think if a girl, if you're going to do it, you're going to ask someone. I mean, there needs to be, like, equal energy happening here. Like, we both need to be, like, on the pursuit eventually. But I think you can make the step. You can make the first move. It doesn't really matter. I, that's just my personal opinion. I don't it care. Ladies, you want to do it? It's terrifying. Do it. It's scary. If you're not scared to be rejected, go after it. Boys, if you want to do it, you do it. Everyone's scared. It's your choice. That's yeah. true. So it doesn't it's matter. so scary. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. It's terrifying. Yeah. So glad I'm married. Rejection's okay. It happens in life. It's good for your character. It builds you up, makes you stronger. Go out there and get rejected. It reminds me of a story. Um, Ryan Reese. 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 Ryan Reese. Um, and his wife, Crystal. They were telling us that uh, they met or something. I got a at a get together at a party. Nothing really happened at first. But I think he reached out just a little bit or something. and But he wasn't really doing much, I think, because he was just really scared. And he was newly saved or trying to get his life back on track. And he just really didn't know how to do it. Um, but he did like her. So she was she messaged him and she's just like, you know, do you like me or not? What the heck? You yeah. know, take me out or what? And so he's like, yes, I'm hungry. Okay, yeah. So that is a... That's both of her. That's a yeah. story. And she's actually more of a a timid type of person. He's like crazy wild, yeah. you know, but he was actually really afraid Boulder, yeah. to, which some guys are. So some guys won't. Girls, I think it's good to get clarity. Get some clarity. But he already, he had already put out like a little bit, just a little bit, you know, a few words. Yeah. So she knew, like, yeah, hey, yeah. he is interested. So that kind of gave her the boldness. Right. Yeah. She didn't want bold. her time wasted. Right. Your time is precious. Golf cart outside? Probably. <laughs> What's the biggest turnoff that girls do? <laughs> biggest turnoff that girls do. Saying you have to use the bathroom? Like number two. Trying <laughs> <laughs> drop a deuce. Taking the cup and keep to the pool. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, we can go to the next question. Oh you about covered it. <laughs> okay. Um, advice for your future daughter. And we're coming to a close here. Advice to my future daughter. Oh my goodness. I'd say to love yourself well and love others as much as you love yourself. And that way, that's so funny. I'm crying. Oh, that's so laughing. It was cute. No, man. I mean, because it's a rough world. Um, women have a have a have it tough 
in the sense that they have so many standards to reach now. Pornography has really hurt that um, because now you have to meet a standard of beauty, right? Mm -hmm. Not only do you have to meet a standard of beauty, you have to do things that are actually not even natural. You have to go things that aren't even within your appetite of sexuality. So at the end of the day, pornography has really hurt our society. It's hurt our minds. It's hurt our brains. And I would hate for my daughter to be looked at like that. Um, I would hate to look at people like that. And so how do you how do you get around that? You have to find somebody who will love you as much as you love yourself, right? But who isn't narcissistic. So you shouldn't be narcissistic. But you should love yourself a lot. And you should love others a lot. That's good. So. And hopefully they'll protect her. You know, they'll make her be like, you know, you don't, you clearly don't love me as much as I love me. So, because you're trying to disrespect me intimately and not, like, establish those boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, if she's not, if she's establishing boundaries and he's crossing them, that's an automatic, like, no-go, man. That's super Yeah, I think bad. that's so important to establish those boundaries. Yeah. Like, if I wouldn't have established those boundaries as a child and, mm -hmm. and made those promises to God, oh, man, it would be so hard. I would have given in way more. Yeah. yeah. It, sure. it was those promises that I kept in my heart that really kept me close to God. But then you get guys, like, I hate boundaries. So anytime somebody gives me a boundary, I want to cross it. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be like, like I'm a, a rule breaker. Yeah, a challenge, like someone challenges me to something, I'm like, ooh, how can I, how can I get around, you know? Mm -hmm. So if, it's, it's complicated. Love God, love yourself, love others. That at the end of the day is going to help you so much with purity, with holiness, because you're going to hold other people as well on like, I don't want to disrespect this person because I love this person, even though, mm -hmm. you know, we're just getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. so. That's good. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, John. Thank you for being on our podcast and being that was pretty clean. vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> we got through it. Like, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like that was pretty nice. Nice. Yeah. nitty gritty. But the next nitty one. Yeah, so our next episode, Jonathan will actually be with Kyle Winters, who is a neighbor of mine, who is absolutely insane. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. He's insane. So we're going to be talking about some topics that they may agree on, they may not agree on. It's going to be so good, and you're not going to want to miss that. Do you have any closing statements to all the girls? This is mostly girls. Some guys. Uh, yeah. All the ladies. Hello, ladies. Um, nope, no closing statements. Love yourself, love others. Honor yourself, honor God. And, okay, one thing, one thing I do want to say. Because I was worried, I was worried about my sister a little bit because she came to, she was in Mexico, she used a single mom. Mm -hmm. And... And over there, it's just a different culture, you know, to marry a single mom is super taboo, not taboo, but it's just like, I'm doing you a favor, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Elizabeth, come over to the States, you know, I'll help you move and everything. So we move her over to the States and she's with my niece, Dara. And um, she, she gets a job and everything's really great. It's going really good. But she starts to get really nervous because she's like, what if, because she's, she's held to the same standards everybody's held to, but you know, in the States, you're talking about a different, I mean, from Tlaxcala, little Mexico to Kansas city. She's like, I'm competing with all these, like I'm a single mom. I'm competing with all these beautiful women in, in Kansas city. And she started like being nervous and, and she had the same issues with guys from the church, like 
Why are guys from the church no better than guys from the world? They're still wanting to do things. They're still wanting to hook up. Yeah. What do I do? Oh, yeah, and so sure. I gave her this little bit of advice that that at the moment it talked to her, you know, and I was like, just, and I heard it from Carl Lentz, actually. It was stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. But that means like, just do whatever's right in front of you the best you can. Love yourself. Do as much as you can right now with you and Dara. And don't for, forget about everything else. If someone comes along, great. If someone doesn't come along, great. Like, mm -hmm. as long as you're growing yeah, and you're fulfilled good. by God and Jesus that's becomes good, yeah. that one that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So she's like, and she was crying. I remember our conversation at the, at the kitchen table. I was like, just go for it. Go for you. Stop, like, delete Tinder, delete Bumble, <laughs> delete Hinge, delete all, plenty of fish, you know, whatever you have. And I'm like, and then it, it, God actually has you. Mm -hmm. If you are his child, you think he's not worried about the person you're going to end up with? Yeah, he's, he's so right concerned. there. Yeah. And let me tell you something. God's voice comes from within, not from without, because he lives inside. Mm -hmm. So whenever you get these hunches, you don't need to hear an audible voice. It's probably not even God. The audible voices come from the Old Testament. The, the still small whisper yeah. is what we hear now yeah. because he abides inside of us. So if you just stay in your lane and love God more and more, he's going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. That means he might bring someone in or he might not. Anyways, long story short, my sister just got married to an awesome guy. Because she was like, you know what? I'm gonna stay in my lane. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do she this. She occupied her street. And then she occupied her street. That's right. Yeah. And then next thing you know, less than a year after that conversation, wow. she's married to a guy who loves her, who loves her daughter. Wow. They are in business together. They're doing really great. That's and, awesome. Um, and that's just because she decided to be obedient for a season. Yeah. And that's the thing. We want to take seasons to be disobedient mm -hmm. and things go terrible for us. Mm -hmm. Take a season to Just actually be obedient and see how God turns everything around. Wow. Yeah. Be patient. That's really good. Yeah. Very so good. that would be God. my closing. That's thing. good. That's good. good. Thank okay. you for good. that. That's so good. good. We love you guys so much. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> that was awesome.